Well, good morning again, Bethany North. My name is Scott. I'm the lead pastor here. Thank you for being with us in worship today. We're in a series about the fruit of the Spirit. It's been a challenging series. It's been a life-giving series. And whether you're watching this online or whether you're coming to our in-person services at Shore, we pray that God's been moving in your life, that you are able to learn more about these fruits and these gifts that happen, not when you try to pursue individual fruits, but when you pursue Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. He's promised these fruits will rise in us as we tap into him. So our scripture today comes from uh, from the book of Colossians chapter one, verse nine through 11. Our topic today is on patience. The fruit of the spirit is patience this week. Colossians one, verse nine through 11. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and great patience. Will you pray with me now? Jesus, thank you so much for this word. And we just pray, Lord, that patience would grow in us through every obstacle we face. Make this a practical, tangible word to your people, the people of God, as they seek for the fruit of patience to grow in them. In your name we pray, amen. So it's it's week uh, six of our Fruit of the Spirit series and uh, our, our title today, get ready for it, it's just patience, just patience. Like the great uh, Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses, just a little patience, and I'm not gonna sing it for you. We're talking about patience today. And it's been a tough week. It's been a tough week. It's been a tough week to, to live into the values that I'm teaching you. And God has this way of reminding and teaching me as your leader through things that I struggle with and fail with. So he's like, hey, if you're gonna teach about patience, I'm gonna make you really work for it this week. And it's been a hard week. Now, what are we talking about with patience? The Bible concordance says this about patience. It says the quality of forbearance and self-control, which shows itself particularly a willingness to wait upon God and his will. Believers are called upon to be patient in their expectation of God's actions and in their relationship one to another. So we talked about this last week a great deal as well. All of these fruits are meant to inspire us in our connection with God and impact our relationship one to another. Patience, other names that come throughout scriptures, waiting and long suffering and perseverance. And so I don't know about you, but personally, I don't, I don't sign up for the course on long suffering. I'll take short suffering, rather no suffering at all. But we can't ignore the call in the scriptures to suffer, to wait, to exhibit patience. It's all over. Patience, uh, the, the de- definition through the dictionary is uh, exhibited when the outcome to what we're hoping for is delayed, discouraged, or facing obstacles. It's a, it's a deviation for the plan. It's an ability to have a capacity to accept or tolerate when things get delayed. And this will uh, definitely impact us in our relationship with God, but also impact us with our relationship one to another, with our families, with our roommates, with our families of origin, with ourselves. I've been asking leaders at Bethany with our our local advisory team. I asked this to our North staff this week. I've been asking anybody that I get a chance to, hey, what fruit of the Spirit is growing in you? Which fruit of the Spirit seems like it's been delayed or discouraged in you? 
And I keep hearing this similar thought. It's easier to see some of the fruits of the Spirit with others, and we often see the deficiency within ourselves. So we come to patience, patience being the capacity to accept when things do not go as planned. Are you patient? Are you patient with the Lord? When things don't go as planned, do you still have faith? Or do you start to wither in your faith? Do you pull away? Do you get angry? Do you get bitter? God's got something to say to us that we would be people that we, when we experience waiting or suffering or discouragement, that we're meant to have patience. This regretfully is normative for the people of God who we are the people of God. I don't know if you've ever heard of The Prayer of Jabez. The Prayer of Jabez was a book published by Multnomah Press in the year 2000 based upon this little nugget of scripture buried deep in 1 Chronicles 4. 1 Chronicles 4, 9 to 10 says this, Jabez, it's a man's name, Jabez was more honorable than his brother. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me, God, and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And then the scripture says, God granted his request. Now, it's a beautiful piece of scripture that comes as something historically true in the scriptures. This man, Jabez, that was born in pain, he had this big prayer to God to enlarge his capacity and minimize pain in his life. And it said that God did it. That's not a problem. Like that's beautiful. The challenge in the book written in year 2000, that it didn't just encourage faithfulness. It was a plan. And the plan had a promise that if you prayed the Jabez prayer every day for 30 days, that God would move that maybe you wouldn't feel pain, that your territory would be enlarged, that your relationships would flourish. I read the book in 2000. I suffered a huge loss in 2009. Like the people of God don't always get that prayer answered. The people of God, the people that I rub elbows with more often than not say, I've prayed mighty prayers and God is teaching me more about patience than never ending success. The prayer formula of Jabez, if it works for some, we, we, we honor that. But for most of us, we're gonna need to learn patience. Remember what Peter said. Peter said, remember that with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. Our sense of timing and God's sense of timing will often be different. And so if we go into our lives thinking that we will have this Jabez type experience, then we will struggle. I've said it before, and I've said it in a very now familiar theme, the ability to wait well, the capacity to have patience is a key characteristic for the Christian disciple. Psalm 37 says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. There's this acknowledgement that for us as a church, we'll need to, we'll need to, to wait well. And so we're gonna just kind of build out these three things that we'll need to be patient with other Christians. We'll need to be patient with the church. We'll need to be patient with our families and recognize that this is not easy. This will have to be the work of God in our lives. The Fruit of the Spirit series isn't the stuff that we're gonna achieve this summer. Like last week was peace and this week I'm patient. It's like, no, this is not us trying harder. This is us seeing as we pursue Jesus, these fruits come to bear in our lives. And like fruit, they will come slowly, but they will come. And this 
will be difficult in the element of patience, but it's super important. So um, here's our outline. Here's our outline. We're going to talk about patience when we suffer and patience in our relationship with other and then patience while we wait when we have no idea what God's doing. So let me begin here. We'll, we'll need patience when we suffer. Um, patience, this theme is everywhere in the Bible. It just is. So I'm going to read you. You can do this on your own. Psalm 37, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Proverbs 15, hot tempers cause arguments, but patience brings peace. Ecclesiastes 7, the end of something is better than its beginning. Patience is better than pride. James 5, you must also be patient. Keep your hopes high for the day of the Lord's coming. Romans 12, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. As Bono sang famously in his song 40, based on Psalm 40, verse one, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and he heard my cry. Over and over and over. Exodus 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Same word, be still. Be patient. You are called as a follower of God to exhibit this fruit of patience. And I've got bad news for you because this may be the most difficult fruit to come to bear in your life. And I kind of feel like I say that every week, but this week I really mean it. Like it's just hard. Paul says to the church in Colossians, Colossians 3.12, therefore as God's chosen people, you're, you're, you're holy, you're loved. He says this, clothe yourself with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Like just know that because Christ was patient with us, we're meant to be patient with others. It's not a prayer of Jabez that's like out there buried in Chronicles and we hope you can get it, but if you can't, then it's all right. Like, no, no, this is, this is central to the gospel. First Timothy 1.16, for that very reason, Paul says, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience. Like, this is incredible. Paul's like, I was the worst sinner, but Christ had patience for me, and then I'll be an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. So when we're patient, Paul says, we're actually exhibiting the very love of God. We all say like, okay, love God, love others. How do we do that? We exhibit patience. Very difficult, but it's who Christ was. Christ was patient. He was patient at the beginning of his ministry, where he waited 40 days without food, subject to the enemy coming and tempting him. And he did not falter. He patiently waited. He, at the beginning of his public ministry, he knew unless he spent time waiting upon God, then, then his ministry, the fullness of the Holy Spirit would not come to bear in his life. So he, he waited in the desert. And sometimes waiting will feel like that church. You will be hungry. You will be lonely. You will be tempted. But in your temptation, do not sin. Do not think like, well, I'm out here on my own and it's been a while since I had a good steak. No, Jesus lived into this. The beginning of his ministry, he was patient. And then the end of his ministry, he, he waited all night in the garden, sweating blood, knowing that he was called to give his life because of his great love for the world. He waited at the beginning. He waited at the end. Waiting is necessary because Christ waited on our behalf. He waited for you. He waited for me. He waited he waited for the years that I was not following him. He never gave up on me. 
He, he never wrote me off. He never saw me as the definition of my worst day. I like Paul, the worst of sinners. He waited for me. He waits for you. So can I be patient? I hate being patient. I hate it. But we have an example, the God who never gave up on us, patience. So when we fail, when we're struggling, like that's actually when we are called to display patience. In this way, patience isn't needed until it's difficult. If it's not difficult, if you're not facing resistance, no patience is necessary. When things are easy, when things are good, when my relationships flourish, when I'm not anxious, I don't need patience. No, I'm on like fruit of the spirit, joy. Like I, I'd like to live in joy. I'd like to live in love. I'd like to live in peace. I don't wanna live in patience because patience means, uh-oh, Scott's plan is not bearing like fruit right now. I'm gonna have to be patient very painful that won't be necessary until resistance shows up. And so in this way, when we're patient, it's like soul training. Like you don't get patient by laying on the couch and watching Netflix and eating sourdough buns. Like I tried that in COVID, right? That didn't grow my patience. Like patience happens when we're tested. Patience happens when there's resistance, uh, sometimes I go to the gym and I lift weights and I love going and with one of my kids or both of my older kids who've been going. So my son and I went this week and he's like 15. He's taller than me now. He's getting stronger than me now. So we're like kind of alternating between different, you know, exercises. And I'm like, man, he's catching up to his dad. So what do I do? I'm like, um, my pride is at display. I'm like, throw some more weight on there. Like, you know, and it just hit me. You don't get stronger until there's more resistance. You don't get, you know, that, that happens in the weight room. It happens in our, in our faith life. That when we need patience is when resistance is coming against us. And there is an opportunity. Will we keep doing the work and keep like leaning into that resistance so that our faith can grow? Or do we pull out and, and get disgruntled or discouraged or self-medicate? There is an option. We have an example in Christ. Secondly, we'll need patience with others. Paul says in Ephesians 4.1, I urge you to be completely humble and gentle with patience, bearing with one another in love. I'm gonna read that again, Ephesians 4.1. This might be kind of an anchor verse for you as you're kind of coming back into Christian community and Christian community has never been more challenging than in the age of COVID and political division. And I don't need to list it, we've lived through it. Ephesians 4.1, I urge you be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bear with one another in love. Much easier to just read than to actually live, but where will we find capacity for this kind of patience? It's in Christ, it's in Christ. Jesus said in Mark nine, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? He was in the middle of a healing and then people were coming out with him with these theological kind of waste of time questions and he was exasperated, but he stayed patience, endless patience. That's where we're meant to bear with one another with love. As we, in Colossians 3, as you forgive one another, as you forgive one another, you're able to forgive as the Lord forgave you. So patience and loving others well will not be easy for us. 
will not come without resistance or obstacles because we can think, I deserve better. I deserve a different timing. I deserve different outcomes. I can so easily, God, see how this person should act in this situation. So people in our homes and our families or even ourselves. But the secret to more patience growing us is focusing again and again and again on the patience of Christ. And continue to just ask for more patience. If you're like me, this will be hard. And we just uh, filmed a, a State of North update, which I just, you know, I'd encourage you if you're, a, if you're invested here, this is your church, please kind of tap into that. But long story short, we're trying to move our, our worshiping community. We're meeting outdoor at a high school right now, and we're trying to move into a building. And this week we received really bad news about obstacles and resistance And I have no idea what God's doing. And so what patience looked like for me earlier this week was crying and crying out to the Lord and saying, God, I don't understand. But committing to believe that he will be good to us and he'll be for us and that that will help us bear with one another as a community. So as you feel impatient, as you struggle, you have an opportunity to turn that, that gap, that, that resistance into a hunger to the Lord. Jesus, I don't feel it right now. W- would you make me more patient for this person in my family, for the situation in myself, for a situation in our church or in the world? Or Jesus, I'm gonna need you in this time and space to kind of bring that fruit to bear in my life. And then finally... <laughs> So much more. Each one of these words, I feel like, could be a series. I really do. But um, it's not. It's just today. So the final thoughts I have regarding patience is we'll need patience when we wait. And this feels like something I've talked to you about 2 million times in the last 18 months, that our, our discipleship in Christ is really forged in the waiting. And part of being a disciple is learning to wait well. And I've been so encouraged by the story of Joshua. And not, not just like the Joshua won the battle of Jericho and, you know, be still and know that I'll fight for you and, you know, kind of pulling the tribes together and success and the promised land. I've been just really considering Joshua in his years of waiting. And I, I mentioned this to you before, but just as a reminder, Joshua is one of the 12 spies. The, the trip from, from Egypt of captivity into the promised land, even though there was millions of people traveling by foot, it should have taken Israel 11 to 40 days. And instead it took 40 years. And I've been so impressed with the character of Joshua. He went in with the spies to the promised land. He came back and said, we should go. Yeah, there are obstacles, but there is fruit Like there are things in that promised land, we know that God will be with us. But because of the 10 spies, and they kind of stirred up trouble, Israel got sent back to decades of waiting. Now this this has hit me hard because Joshua was faithful and still he had to wait. Sometimes we'll come to seasons of waiting to no fault of our own. And, And it is that, that, that's fertile ground for bitterness to set in, church. That's where the enemy loves to get in our ears. You deserve better. You deserve different. You deserve this. You deserve that. But Joshua would not have it. 
And even though he saw the promised land and he knew, man, we're like, we're like a two day journey from it's so much better over there. I'll just go alone. He waited for God to establish him. He waited for God to anoint him. And at the end of Moses' ministry, remember Moses wasn't the one to take Israel into the promised land. It was Joshua because he waited well. All throughout the waiting, it said that Joshua was loyal to Moses. He, he hungered for obedience to God. And, he, and it says in the scriptures that he spent an immense amount of time in the tent of meeting. He spent time with God. And so when you wait, church, because you'll wait, when you're forced to have patience over difficult situations, there is an opportunity to spend time with God and say, I don't understand when the 11 days journey, it becomes 40 years, but I'm gonna lean in and I'm gonna wait well. And I will believe that you will be good to me, even if it's not my fault. And this then is where God takes Joshua and anoints him. And he's prepared for decades of leadership because he was patient. The patience wasn't wasted then. Nothing is wasted in your faith life. Nothing is wasted. Every time of waiting, every obstacle, every poor relationship, God can use that to lead you into the future life of following him if you trust and obey. And I wish it was more like Jabez, but unfortunately it's gonna be more like Joshua, the the waiting servant side of Joshua than the victorious warrior Joshua but nothing, church, is wasted in God's economy. So this is a word for you. This is a word for me, that when we're on the journey where we don't know exactly what God's up to, we're called to wait well. We're called to believe that we don't understand the circumstances, but God has a divine purpose in the waiting. He will be good to you. Remember that quote many of you heard from Rainier, Maria Rilke says, be patient towards all that is unsettled in your heart. Try to love the questions like unread books in your soul. Man, that's a beautiful poem. That's a beautiful sentiment. It's difficult because when we're waiting and being forced to be patient, man, if you're like me, I don't, I don't love the questions. I love the answers. I love the sure things. I love the finish line. I love the promised land. But unfortunately, God's got a lot of waiting on this side of heaven. I'll tell you a story just as we wrap up. I've told this story before, but many of you are new to our church or people come and go, whatever. So it's an old one, but it's a really important one. So our current office space is at the, what we call the junction. It's where Black Coffee Northwest leases the front and uh, they're doing excellent. I wanna encourage you if you get a chance, like stop in, buy a coffee. The cafe's open, the drive-thru's open. They have a whole different purpose. They're a community center and a coffee shop. They're not a church, but we love them. And you'd be doing me a favor to just stop by and buy a coffee and say, I'm with the church and we're fans of black coffee. So uh, years ago, when we went to renovate that space, it was a former strip club. And then it got seized by the federal government because the enemy was using that place to destroy the image of God and people. And it was horrible, prostitution and drugs. And so the federal government, they seized it. It went on the auction block. It sat empty. It was just, it was probably the worst building in our whole zip code for a couple of years while it sat empty. We felt like God leading us to, to move in there and create an office and help to kind of turn the building around.
you know, and we did it. We followed God. We listened and we prayed. And yeah, there was some waiting, but there was a lot of like, we're doing some good stuff and it's happening and whatever else. And we, we, we moved our office into there. The former coffee tenant moved into there. We started to serve people on Aurora. It's been difficult, but it's been good. It's been a good work. And I was asked to speak at the Shoreline Prayer Breakfast that year that we launched. And, you know, I was standing in front of all these pastors and ministry leaders, and I was telling the story of what I thought was the whole story of the junction of, it was a strip club, and then it sat empty, and then God led us there, and we've done this remodeling. And it's like, you know, I didn't know the expansiveness of the waiting for the people that were waiting for God to move in that building. What do I mean? Well, I told the story and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And at the end of the, of the time, this woman came up and she said, I was with a prayer group when that building was still a strip club. And we, I mean, she's like, she's white almost. Like she wasn't crying, but almost like had been crying. She said, we used to walk around that building every week. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. And then we would, we would pray. We knew what was going on there and we would pray for God to move. And we said, God, do it in this timing and do it in this way. And she, I was like, okay, what happened next? She said, we met every week to pray around the building. We did it for years. And I'm like, well, what happened next? She said, we stopped praying for it because we thought God wasn't listening. We wondered what was taking God so long. And when these words came out of her mouth, it was like there was a loss that came over her because she was recognizing in that moment that she had given up in the waiting. They had prayed faithfully, but they stopped believing that God had a purpose for that building. God brought our church in to just kind of finish the story. Why do I share it with you now? Because to be a disciple is to have to wait, is to show patience with other believers, especially right now, is to be patient when, when we struggle and when we suffer. There is no Christian discipleship that I'm aware of that can completely avoid the need to be patient. So this is our word for us. And my hope for you as a church that it blesses and encourages you that when there are obstacles and resistance in your journey in the days, weeks, months ahead, you'll remember this word from God and you'll commit again to wait well and to be patient before the Lord. Remember what Isaiah said, those who wait upon the Lord will be renewed with strength. They will rise up like the wings of eagle. So may you wait and feel the strength of the Lord. Let's pray now. Jesus, thank you so much for this difficult but timely word about waiting. And Lord, we love you. We confess it's really hard to be patient. It's hard to be patient with ourselves. It's hard to be patient with our loved ones. It's hard to be patient with the church. But Jesus, you, you promise this fruit will rise in us as we seek you. So do not use this message to discourage or to bring shame to anyone who feels like they're struggling with patience right now. And instead, God, move us that we would take a step closer to you. And by seeking you, that you would bring more patience to bear in our lives as we wait upon the Lord. And God, may that word of scripture come true, that there would be a new strength, a new power, a new hope in waiting with you and for you in our journey. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.